Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hey, we're back. It is day 47 of the Harris U.S. Tour, and we are in Lexington, Nebraska. So how would I describe Lexington, Nebraska to you after having been all over the coast and basically waking up to watching dolphins and swimmers and, you know, <laughs> surfers the other morning? I would call it... There's ser- no beach. I would call it serene. Serene. It is. It's actually very peaceful, and I noticed last night it was quite quiet. It was quiet. It was serene, and I'm going to open the uh, window here. Uh, yeah. So there you go. We're in the hotel. We're uh, finishing up our podcast, a little bit of work this morning before we head back on the road. And we're going to be stopping in Des Moines, Iowa next. But I just opened the window <laughs> to show Julie. We do have a sea outside That's of our window true. of corn. <laughs> millions and millions of ears of corn. Stocks of corn, I should say. Could be billions. It could be billions. That's yeah. a lot of corn. That's out a there. lot of corn. And it's corn everywhere you look. And uh, yeah, we pulled into town last night and we heard off from the distance. A, uh, a car race that was going on, and it was in, there's a racetrack near this hotel, and I mean this is the heart of this is the heart of America. This is central. Uh, this it, where are we in the middle of America? Almost Iowa yeah. will technically it's be the, middle the Midwest. Of yeah, yeah, we are in the Midwest, and um, we have not been in the Midwest uh, this formally in a long time. <laughs> in a long time, and it's nice. I do agree. Yeah, it's beautiful. We got to see some real weather last night, and a beautiful rainbow from stem to stern. That was lovely. Yeah. And we're listening to an interesting book that was uh, recommended to us. I think, didn't Brandon Jackson uh-huh. recommend that to yep. us? Uh, called The Boys in the Boat, I think, which is definitely kid-friendly. Yep. And interesting from a historical standpoint and has absolutely very little to do with real estate. So that might be something to get you out of your own three-foot world and just expand what you know about. The benefits to that listening to that with Zoe is it's about uh, overcoming extreme hardship. Extreme, like real hardship, not just made-up hardship. And uh, it's also about the Olympics that uh, where the Olympic American rowing team beat the Nazis. So this, you have a lot of histor- yeah. history that's uh, woven into it. And, and it was during the Depression, or the ramp up into it was during the Depression. And we thought we knew something about rowing after going to Orange Theory. We know nothing. <laughs> we know nothing. <laughs> that's right. Well, and, and also, you know, there's a lot of uh, historical stuff about that time in the 30s. There were so many things that oh, yeah. really happened to the country that were not political-based. They were just things that happened. Some of it was weather uh, so, you know, of course, we had the Great Depression, the crash of the stock market in 29, things that happened that people had to deal with that well, were really real. I don't know if you thought about this, Jules, and we yeah. are going to get back to the seven-step listing process here yeah. in a second. The um, So the Fed wasn't able just to print more money. That's right. That, so the Fed, basically, U.S. was in a gold standard until Nixon, right? Yeah, people so, just had to deal with it. Ex- that was my point. And yeah. so, and they're talking about during this era where this young man as he's in college well really certainly when he was basically uh, like 13 or 14 or 15 and as he sort of made his way he was homeless in essence he was having to do all these different odd jobs and um, but there was no social safety net i'm not saying that's good or bad please those of you who are extra sensitive politically sensitive ears please you know don't be trying to bend this what we're saying one way or the other but there was absolutely nothing other than um you know what would they call it in this book grit 
Yeah, your right? own hard work. It was doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. And they talked at an extreme level, I would say. Right. And they talked about all the calamities that were and look I'm using those olden words or calamity. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're using all that they were talking about all the calamities. They're talking about the not just the Great Depression, but the Great Depression didn't go on just for like two years. The, uh, but then they were talking about the uh, the dust storms. They're talking about just all kinds of me- the only thing that was missing so far in the story is some kind of plague. I mean, there was a financial mm-hmm. plague. There was a plague of people that were starving. There was a plague of people that were just, you know, it was horrible. Well, and the Great Migration out west, a lot of the towns on the west coast were, I mean, they had been founded, but they didn't really get populated until people from the middle of the country, when their farms literally dried up and blew away, uh, migrated out west and just packed up their pickup trucks and whatever they could stuff in there and headed west for, you know, places unknown. And now west was, if you're starting in Ohio, west may have been Texas, but you guys get the idea. And it takes me back to an old Chinese uh, saying, a proverb, and I'm not going to get this right, maybe Japanese actually. But it's easier to make a warrior, uh, a gardener out of a warrior than a warrior into, I'm sorry, it's easier to make, get it right, do you remember? <laughs> it's easier to get a guard, a warrior to be a gardener than yes. a gardener to be a warrior. Okay, that, right. and I, I'll, I'll find that actual quote, but you guys should Google that. Just Google gardener and warrior because it really is an awesome quote. The gist of it is, um, is that you want to start out life by being really, really tough. You want to start out life by experiencing hardship. You want to start out life by building your formidable years around overcoming things um, and then essentially having the heart of a warrior. The warrior might be in the literal sense for those, you know, we have a lot of military people that listen to this mm-hmm. podcast around the world. So you guys are warriors, uh, some more so than others, obviously, if you're in the teams or something like that. And then you have uh, the folks that are uh, essentially living in nerfed up worlds and never experience hardship and think hardship means that they should basically hardship of any kind of hardship maybe it's mental hardship or physical hardship is to be avoided at all costs and they think their quest in life should just simply to be happy and you know those are two different philosophies of life in this era that we're in with this economic abundance certainly does make it so that you can choose which path but the problem is is what happens if you do face hardship what happens if the country faces hardship um, you know we're not I'm not trying to be foreboding in any of my predictions and, you know, don't read into what we're saying. But this book really does remind you of the importance of basically being incredibly self-reliant. And it really does start in your head with your thoughts. Once you're self-reliant in your head, once you've got that warrior spirit, if you choose to become the gardener, you're that's fine. But if you want to try to ba- basically make a, a an army out of a bunch of gardeners, good luck with that because they never develop the warrior spirit. Hopefully that makes sense. And that's what I'm being reminded of in this book. Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at uh, the author does... I believe this is all historically correct too he makes a big point about the guys that were on that rowing team that won their backgrounds you know it's not like they were just going to the gym every day right Right. they were they were strong and tough and muscular and lean and powerful because during the summer they were working as in real hard labor to yes both stay in shape but more importantly to pay for school to pay for food to pay for gas for their cars so they were building in this book our main character joe was working mm-hmm. as part of a big public works project mm-hmm. to for build example. to build a, a huge dam i don't think do you remember which dam it was it was the largest dam ever created but they were talking about having to actually manually dig out this huge you know you can just imagine a dam right so you have a river that's flowing to this, uh, you know, you want to create some kind of wall and you want to create some sort of power structure and you want to create, because what they're trying to do is they're trying to create a a reliable water system for the Midwest so that it can start to flourish again. They can, because the bread bowl, as it was called, it still is, I think, in a lot of places of the Midwest, that's where the food for the United States and also for a lot of the world is grown. So if all of a sudden you don't have rain and 
if all of a sudden you have all these you know huge problems where your topsoil is being blown up, you've got to figure out a way to engineer in water. And so that's what during the Roosevelt administration that they did. Well, they had to create this massive dam. I wish I'd remembered the name. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were describing in the book how these guys, and Joe was one of them, had to hang from these long ropes with these 75-pound jackhammers, and they had to actually uh, chip away with the jackhammer, just holding it in their arms um, as the, you know, dangling from this cliff face, having to jack away at the rock in order to get to the, the granite. The granite, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they talked about the fact that to, to create this, uh, you know, waterworks, as it were, these guys had to go at this manually doing that labor uh, for just endless amounts of years, basically, because they had to chip away. I think they said like hundreds of, uh, pounds of whatever the the rock was that was covering up the mm -hmm. granite to make it so that when the granite was going to be essentially the foundation for the dam it was incredible but the point of it is that's is, real work that's real work right? <laughs> literally that is real work it's work i mean it's work but yeah. it's also it's perilous work you could die <laughs> so but... so let's segue this in compare that and that's you know that was just joe's story his friends were also uh logging and they were lumberjacks and they were all of this you know different types of physical labor the story was based out of seattle by the way yes so compare that to you know your procrastination to get your pre-listing package done for example yeah. is that real work you know keep things in perspective so we've been talking about the seven-step listing process and we did talk quite a bit about the pre-listing package but we to bring up a couple of different things on this this is indeed step four send the pre-listing package always send it don't have different rules for different people. Some of you guys will only send it if you don't know the person or if you suspect that maybe you might be competing. Well, we talked about finding out about those things like using the pre-listing package. I'm sorry, using the pre-qualification scripts to find those things out. But to make your life easier, because this is a seven-step listing process, forget about having different rules for different people. Send it every time, even if you think that it's a slam dunk. And I would say perhaps especially if you think it's a slam dunk just to be safe. So always send it. Doesn't matter who the, the uh, prospect is. Use a courier if you have to. Yes, you should have a digital and a hard copy. And a couple of warnings that we didn't talk about last time, Tim. Number one is just because nobody in your office uses a pre-listing package, that doesn't make it right. That's one reason for you to stand out. And related to that, some of you are in offices where everyone uses a pre-listing package, but it's the same one put out by your office manager, your broker. But the most important thing is our pre-listing package that you get as part of Premier Coaching is really like your silent salesperson. We told the story about how we had lease when Julie and I were listing a lot of houses when we sold real estate, and we got to the point where we were just kind of getting fried on going so many listing appointments. Nice problem to have. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, we had to hire a gal named Lisa, and Lisa basically didn't have a lot of experience listing houses, and we had to create a slam-dunk pre-listing package so that essentially when she showed up, it was going to be nothing more than a you know get-to-know-you paperwork appointment type thing. No selling involved, in other words. And we had to go through several iterations. It took us about a year, and then we've since revised it. But that's what the pre-listing pack is. It is your silent salesperson. You send the pre-listing pack in prior to you going on the listing appointment, and usually if you follow our instructions, you're going to essentially – there will be very little chance you won't get the listing. I'm not going to guarantee – 100% because you might show up late or you might do something silly while you're there. The pre-listing pack, when you've pre so when you've pre-qualified guys prior to going on the appointment, when you sent the pre-listing pack, when you actually show up and you do the listing appointment, you follow our instructions on how to do the listing appointment, we give you a very elegant, by the way, fairly brief listing process to go through when you're at the seller's house. Because we know statistically, the longer you spend in the seller's house, the more likely you are to overprice the house, number one, 
And number two, the more likely you are to make a mistake. And they don't want you in their house either. They want you out of the house as fast as possible so they can get back to, you know, watching Wheel of Fortune or whatever they do at night, right? Yes, I actually, it's funny, you always remind me of this story. Um, We had a new coaching client come to us, so, you know, he's a little off the hook because he didn't have a pre-listing package yet. And he said, you know, I I recently joined coaching because I became very aware that I didn't have a process. And he told the story of having been at a seller prospect's house for more than three hours. (laughs) And he didn't, he actually said, I didn't know how to get out of there. So I just gave him a higher price and a lower commission. I mean, he he basically just admitted that was his, uh, you know, giving up. And saying, well, I'll, you know, I'll just go high and, and lower commission so that I can at least get something after spending an epic amount of time. And that gave him the realization that he needed to turn this into a process because but using our steps, that wouldn't have happened. What are the pre-listing, What is the pre-listing pack? The pre-listing pack basically is the answer to all the questions that most of you guys live in fear of to the point where you won't even consider chasing sellers or at least not chasing sellers that you don't already have a relationship with. In other words, you are avoiding being competitive because you're living in fear of a seller asking you a question on a listing appointment that's going to put you back on your heels, which by the way will happen. And that's the reason that we created the pre-listing pack. You know, all the questions again, that you guys don't want to ever hear objections, objections, really uh, why should I list with you? How long have you been in real estate? Uh, will you cut your commission? What happens if I'm not happy? How, you know, last realtor did a terrible job communicating with me. What, how are you going to, how do I know you're not going to be like that? What are you going to do to market my house? How are you going to market my house on social? But, 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 but long story, what's your list sell price? ratio, what all those questions are answered in the pre-listing pack. So how much better will you feel when you knock, knock, knock on that seller's door for that listing appointment and you know they've read the pre-listing pack prior to you getting there and you're following our listing process exactly. We, you know, it basically ends with a Sharpie close and you know exactly what to say, exactly what to do. The whole process is basically an orchestrated almost performance and that's truly what it is. And when you get there, there are there is no tension in the room. It's fun. It's easy. In our pre-listing pack, we want you to include the listing uh, paperwork. We want you to include the seller survival guide, which is the 20 questions we want you to ask them to use when interviewing you and any other agents. The net sheet is included in the pre-listing pack. So all of the tension is out of the room prior to you getting there. And you will be shocked how easy it is to take appointments. And if they do happen to ask one of the questions that were answered in the pre-listing pack, open up the pre-listing pack and then there's the answer already and just give them the page so they can read the answer. Well, with the coaching program, we don't just give them this is what should be in the pre-listing package. It's it's as done for them as humanly possible with coaching calls about how to do what you said. Let's say that, you know, maybe that particular seller is stuck on something. Maybe it wasn't expired and they're really concerned about communication, for example. Well, with your communications guarantee, it's not just here you go. It's how you present it so that you then can handle that objection and simply move on. Yeah, the, pay, the any of our stuff, the scripts, the pre-listing pack, the pre-qualifying, you know, all of our stuff, if, you don't, if you're not listening to the live coaching that goes along with it and attending the daily semi-private live coaching calls, you're going to get maybe 10%. They're just words on a page otherwise because you've got to get the psychology and the importance of why we created it the way we create it. When you enroll as a coaching client with Julie and I and our organization, you know, we've got, I don't know, 30 people that work with us. We have 13 coaches. All of us are uh, working towards the creation of the ultimate real estate system. This isn't just an idea bazaar. This isn't just some buy a friend deal. You know, that's what a lot of coaching has become. This is you deciding that you're going to be a professional real estate agent and ma- and master the market through mastering your skill set. 
And we do focus primarily on being a listing agent, so don't get, uh, don't be confused about that. And if you guys are ready to become coaching clients, which all of you are, the easy button is just to go to timandjulieharris.com and click on uh, coaching and click on Premier and just join. And you can join for around $100 a month. If you'd like to um, get a little bit more information, all that information is there on Premier Coaching, everything you could possibly ever want to know is right there. So just go to timandjulieharris.com um, and then just click on Premiere and click on Coaching. If you want to take a shortcut, you can just text the word success uh, to, uh, what is it? 47372. <laughs> text the word success to 47372 and we'll text you back um, a link. And in that link, you can download the real estate treasure map and you'll also then be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. But what most of you are doing, and I appreciate it, is just going over to timandjulieharris.com and signing up directly. And if you do have any questions, you can also talk with one of our new member coaches when you're signing up directly. But that is the easy button for you guys to move forward the quickest uh, towards accomplishing sustainable success in your real estate business. Yes. So remember, this is a process. This is the seven-step listing process. This was step number four that we talked about today. But I have to point out that step number three, if you missed that, get caught up because that was talking about pre-qualifying your sellers before you send the pre-listing package. I had a coaching client make a mistake that she went ahead. She, she was so excited. But I think this was a sign call or something she tried to convert. So excited, you know, had a basic conversation, sent the pre-listing package right away like we prescribe. The problem was because she hadn't pre-qualified, she freaked that prospect out who wasn't quite ready and she should have taken a different strategy to spend more time pre-qualifying, more time getting to know that seller's situation, maybe doing a pre-appointment appointment and then sending the pre-listing package. So this is the type of thing that you get out of coaching, this strategy, this making sure that you're asking the right questions, listening to the answers, because you've got to know the different types of uh, the ways that you follow the actual process. You well, can't you, really skip steps. You talk about this in our book, Harris Rules. And guys, mm -hmm. Harris Rules is available in obviously paperback and, and audible format. It's available at every major bookseller. But in Harris Rules, one of the rules is don't go if you don't know. Don't go on the listing appointment or really any appointment. Also a podcast series, by the it, way. Yeah, there you go. Don't go unless you don't know. Don't know what the, you have to know what their price is, what their motivation is, if you're competing. You have to know if they have any, uh, you know, plan Bs. You have to know every single thing about that seller prior to going on the appointment because the listing appointment itself is not really about overcoming objections. The listing appointment, the way we've designed our coaching program, when you're on the listing appointment, it should be a virtual stress-free experience. It should be fun, frankly, and it should not be something that, you know, you're worried about and it shouldn't be you shouldn't have to play whack-a-mole while you're there. <laughs> The probability when you follow our listing process of the seller asking you a question you have not already pre-answered through pre-qualifying and through our pre-listing pack is very, very low. You might get an occasional harebrained question that pops in, but the reality of it is, is the system will make it so that when you get there, there is no question that has not already been answered. There's even a script about how to uh, confirm your appointment, which is actually easy, step number five. Confirm the appointment, always confirm the appointment, and always show up even if you just left a message of confirmation. Sometimes agents freak out and they use that, oh, I didn't hear back, they didn't confirm, then they don't show up, then the seller calls because they're mad because they were at work, right? Well, let me talk, I actually <laughs> want to talk on that. Yeah. So when you set a listing appointment, first of all, if you set one today, you should try to go today, if not first thing tomorrow. When you set any kind of appointment that's more than maybe 24 hours in advance, the probability of you getting that listing is going to drop through the floor. Now, if you're competing, if you find out through our pre-qualifying script that you are going to be competing against two other agents, then it's okay to position yourself so you're last. We are huge advocates of you going on the appointment last if you're competing. Um, again, the reason is is that you want the other agent to the other agents have to. 
um, answer the questions that are in our seller survival guide that we include with uh, that you will include in your pre-listing pack. And by doing so, you will be the obvious answer to their question about who they should hire to be their listing agent. So I strongly encourage all of you guys in those scenarios. And we do give you a script to make it so that there's no the listing agent or the agents coming in before you can't scoop the listing away from you just because you put yourself last. And that's important too. So the, the uh, problem is, is if you put yourself last, you're going to maybe run the risk of somebody else closing that seller prior to you getting there. That's the reason that you send the pre-listing pack. That's the reason you use our scripts specifically to make the seller promise, frankly. And I shared the script with you guys the other day. For sake of brevity, I won't today. But the essence of it is, is make them promise that they're not going to list with anybody until they meet with you. Send the pre-listing pack. And then by the time you get to that seller's house, A, they're going to have heard you know, different opinions and different prices. They're going to have seen your pre-listing pack. They're going to have actually compared apples uh, to oranges. They'll have seen that the other agents were winging it, didn't have pre-listing packs, talked about their golden retriever the whole time, that kind of silliness. And that at that point, you're going to be the de facto choice. This works especially when you're experiencing or when you're working with experienced grizzled agents because they're the ones that have the tendency to ride on past performance the most. They're going to be the ones that are ten, have a tendency to be the most complacent. So they're just going to show up and ride on their reputation and not actually think that they have to compete until they've run across the likes of you. And that is the way the real world works when you actually are following a system. That's right. And this may be a good place to wrap because we've given them a lot to think about. You've got to add this to the previous podcasts that we've been talking about getting up to this point. And if you're sitting there going, kind of freaking yourself out because you don't do any of this stuff, you don't really use me. They should. That's good. You should freak out. Yeah, you should. That's good. And don't wait. Don't wait until you lose another one. And don't believe what you've heard that, well, you know, it's normal to just take 50% of what you go on. Okay. That is failing in any other area of life. Okay. Yeah, totally. You wouldn't go to a surgeon that had a 50% success rate, would you? Well, you had to go to an emergency dentist because you lost a crown the other day. Yep. And uh, I mean, imagine walking in there if the, dis- you know, the disclaimer was, well, you know what, Julie, there's a 50% chance that <laughs> you're going to sit in my chair and I'm not going to be able to do anything for you. Yeah, sometimes we get it right. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> which tooth is it? Remind me. Wait, which one? Hold, hold on. I'm a podiatrist. <laughs> Wait this, a minute. This is confusing. Yeah. So if you're kind of turning red a little bit, if you're squirming in your chair, if you're vigorously taking notes, and especially if you're Googling trying to get this stuff free on the internet, that is not the right choice for you. You've got to take action now. Don't wait until, you know, let's say that your next one is your average sale price times your average commission. That's how much your next mistake can cost you. Well, Julie, I was just thinking back to the book we're listening to, and I'm just thinking back to how most people nowadays think that they should react when faced with something that gives them anxiety. It's to run and hide. Mm-hmm. It's to basically go the opposite direction. That's and right. that's the reason that so many people are Conflict so attracted avoiding. to, to you know, the passive stuff in life. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is, guys, when you feel fear, anxiety, in a lot of cases, that's good. And you need to address it. You need to resolve it. You need to work through it. That's your subconscious mind and maybe even your conscious mind telling you that there's danger ahead. And there is danger ahead if you don't have a pre-listing pack ready to go. Because here's the two things that are going to happen to you if you're not following our system. Number one, you're going to get a call for a listing appointment. You're not going to be prepared. You're going to go in panic mode. Or number two, you're going to avoid listing appointments like the plague because of the fact that you know that you're not competitive. So both outcomes suck for you. So I would strongly suggest that you over-prepare yourself. Imagine how it's going to feel having a stack of ready-to-go pre-listing packs. They're pre, they're um, personalized to you. All the information sitting there on your desk or in your car, and you're super excited to get in front of any potential sellers you can. You have our pre-qualifying script. You know exactly what to do on the listing pre- uh, presentation, which should take no more than about 15 or 20 minutes. You are ready to go. How much more motivated are you going to be to do the actual work that you're avoiding now, like maybe you know, calling an expired? 
mm-hmm. right? Isn't that interesting, guys? That's These are the types of thoughts that once you start, this is the mental bridge, the emotional bridge that once you allow yourself to cross, you're going to be amazed by how much abundance there is on the other side of that versus agents that play it small who are going to, you know, I'm just going to work my centers of influence and past clients. I'm just going to buy some leads. I'm going to join a team and just sort of sidestep my way into the business. Hope, hopefully I'll, you know, have enough gumption and, you know, financial staying power to stay. Guys, please. Take this business seriously. Take this opportunity seriously. Take this time in our economy, in the world seriously. We live in an amazing country with amazing people, and you are in the right place at the right time. You know, again, think of the hardships that our, the past, your grandparents and grandparents' grandparents have gone through, and look at the hardships or the things you consider hardships now. It's a little ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> Not I mean, comparable. How spoiled all of us are, it's true. When was the last time you guys didn't have a comfortable bed to sleep in? When was the last time you didn't have ready access to food, right? Not air conditioning. I mean, just think about these things. We're all so blessed. And yet, for some reason, we don't make the most of these opportunities we have. Why? I mean, why? Because ultimately, we're fearful. We're fear-based. And because a lot of people have just basically normalized becoming somewhat lazy. You don't have to live like that, guys. Enjoy this life. Make the most of it. You only live once. You're dead a real long time. I think that's a good place to end it. So take now, action. Now we're sounding Before overly, or I'm sounding overly <laughs> philosophical. You know what it is? It's the corn. It's the sea of corn <laughs> that's making me a, a little bit, you know, philosophical. I'm telling it's, you, that's it's, it. It's all blowing, you know, calmly, and I see some crows in the distance. It's very beautiful, and you know, melodic know, noises in the you wind. Know, it's affecting Zoe too. When she, I, she was up before I was, and I looked at her, and she was sitting cross-legged and in her namaste. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? It's the corn. She said. I'm meditating. Our <laughs> child, that one. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, I have. It's awesome. Did you get a picture? No, she got out of her pose too quick. Uh. I'll catch her one day. <laughs> well, in the meantime, if you guys need us for anything, we are headed to Des Moines, Iowa. Um, we're going to be there for half a day or a day. And then we're headed to Columbus, Ohio. Indeed. Where Julie is going. How long are we staying in Columbus? Uh, probably three days. Okay, and then we're driving down to Murphy, North Carolina, where we have a wonderful little cabin in the woods, and I'm actually enjoying discovering how many of you also have homes in uh, Murphy or your primary homes in Murphy. Um, and then we're going to drive down to Atlanta, and then we're back to Puerto Rico. So this has been an incredible experience for all of us. If you guys are uh, wanting to follow us on Instagram, it's at Tim and Julie Harris, um, and you can follow all of our trip. And we've been on the road. We'll, we'll, we'll be on the road for over 60 days, having visited over 20 states this has been a high point of certainly, I think, of both of our lives. It's yeah, been fantastic. Absolutely. It's, been it's the people that's made it special. Though. It is. And yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the Heath Moulton group over in Des Moines. Yeah, then that's going to be later today. So in the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.